0: Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Hey everyone, David Nagel here. Welcome to another episode of the Successful Mind Podcast. Today we're talking about uh, fear and why we're so susceptible to it and how we're actually being manipulated by it. Um, the, the way that I'm kind of addressing this today is the fact that 90% of the news that we take in in the United States is negative. And we're, we're being manipulated in the most extreme way um, by the idea that uh, we're constantly bombarded with negativity uh, I, took some, I took some really good notes when I was kind of researching this topic because I think it's, it, I think it's extremely important for people to, to understand how we're being manipulated and why we're so susceptible to it. Um, you know, in a, we have to actually learn to, to think successfully. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I created the Successful Mind podcast. We have to learn to think successfully. Somebody has to either teach us or we have to figure out how to do it on our own. And in order to figure out how to do it on our own, we have to really dig for information that tells us how and why uh, we should build a foundation in order to th- not, not think, I'm not talking about positive thinking here, I'm talking about successful thinking. The correct way to think that is, um, that's healthy for us, that helps us bring uh, success and happiness into our life, helps us uh, expand our life, expand our experience, and to become a person that is a better benefit to society all the way around. Um, so we have to learn to think, and we have to learn to think in a world that thrives on getting us to react uh, and, to, and to react to its agenda. So I want you to think about something I think is pretty important here. Let's take a look at why we're so susceptible um, to negativity. If we, go, if we go all the way back to when we are infants, it is, it's an absolute fact that at one point in our life, we were very susceptible to death, uh, like it was an absolute, if we were not taken care of by our parents. Without a parental figure there, the infant is going to die. Uh, somebody has to take care of that infant. So the, the, the amygdala part of our brain, uh, the subconscious part of our brain, knows this. Um, it's designed to get us through all of our life uh, in a way where we stay alive and we keep moving forward in in some way, um, basically that we keep moving humanity forward in some way, like procreation, the, ba- the basic fundamentals of expanding uh, the species, and not get killed in the in the process. So that part of our brain is hyper alert to fear, and the thing about it is that it never it never goes away. It's always on alert for anything that that is dangerous or could be dangerous or would suggest danger in any way to us so that we can do whatever it is that we're programmed to do to get out of danger so that we don't get hurt, so that we don't get killed. So we have a foundation uh, in our thinking that not only was 100% real at one time, but in most individuals, it never comes to a mature state uh, when they become adults, meaning that if a parent does not teach a child how to think based on cause and effect and give them the correct foundations of thought and value and purpose in their life uh, so that they can accurately evaluate things as, you know, is it good for me, is it good for, is it good for my family, is it good for society, is it good for my career? How do I make decisions proactively based on creating my best life? Um, then what ends up happening is at some point in time, we get turned over to the society rules where it is probably 99% reaction in the world. Uh, we're constantly being bombarded with the reactionary state of things that are going on in the world. And if you, if you just go by the statistics in the United States, which is 90% of the, the news that people are taking in is negative, we have to understand that that's an intentional manipulation on the part of uh, the news media, I mean, and, and the reason for it is because people react to it more than they react to positive. Because we're, we're like we're hyper wired to react to it. So when we see something that is threatening to us, we automatically react. We have something that's called um, like, if, and you could look all this up on the internet. Like, fact check me. Go ahead and go ahead and do it. Um, it's there's a ton of information on this i was actually surprised at how much information is actually out there in many of the studies that were that were done but from a uh, from a psychological perspective we're prone we're wired for something called negativity bias means that which means is that we're programmed to focus on negative events and we do that for survival Here's the thing about it. We can't shut it off. Even if we stay in the most positive environment, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later on in the show, um, you know, creating a positive environment for yourself, we're still in a negativity bias because it's part of our survival. It's how, how we are hardwired to survive. And I think my my, uh, my concern, my main concern, in for humanity right now, one of my main concerns, I should say, is that we're getting bombarded with so much extreme negativity uh, from so many different places in our life, whether we're consciously aware of it or it's just happening and being filtered in a background or, or whatever, that I think it, it's causing our brains to almost stick on a hyper alert. Uh, it's causing anxiety, depression, uh, suicide in cases, Um, it's really not a good thing. And because it's in a constant reactionary state, it becomes increasingly more difficult to think in a positive way where those things, are we're not actually reacting to them anymore because we actually see the falseness in it. Here's another thing that's true that most people just don't realize. There's not more negative things happening in the world than positive things. Um, it's it's probably equal or positivity, uh, you know, it errs on the side of positivity to some degree. I mean, I don't, I can't tell you what the percentages of it are. I don't think anybody knows that because the world is in such a state of flux and there's so many things going on in so many different places at the same time. But we know that there's not more negative than than positive going on in the world. The the media. which we have to understand is a business, is making money based on advertising dollars. And advertisers, they want to go where the eyeballs go. So if the media doesn't keep eyeballs watching what they're doing, then advertisers aren't going to spend big bucks in those places. How do they keep the eyeballs there? By constantly putting Uh, you know, this constant negativity in that space so that we're always reacting to it. And we actually get addicted to that reaction. So the next thing is that we have what's called availability bias. And this is where it really starts to get nutso. Um, We overestimate the importance of events that we're paying attention to. That's what availability bias means. We see uh, constantly these things on the news, and they, you know, it's a, it's something that happened in a moment in time, or, or or, ongoing, whatever it might be, but it's a sliver, it's a very small sliver of everything that's going on in the world, and yet because that's the thing that we're paying attention to in the moment, it overtakes our thinking, um, and it, it becomes the most important thing, it becomes the huge drama uh, in a person's life, in a, in businesses' lives, in society's lives, and it goes from it goes from like one tragedy to the next to the next to the next, uh, constantly fighting, uh, making people wrong, tearing people down, uh, showing all the horrors of the world on a consistent basis, and and it's and it's getting worse because now the news doesn't even need to come up with it as much as uh, human beings who are participating in this all over the world are constantly putting that information out there and the news is also reacting to that and using that information to consistently move forward and, and they change the narrative to work in a way where it's attention grabbing right they they need to grab your attention so they get the eyeballs focused on uh, whatever it is that they're doing so they get the advertising dollars now after we go through the negativity bias and we go through the availability bias, we go to number three, which is called confirmation bias. And we, so what this is, is that once we're exposed to whatever horror scene that we're seeing, whatever negativity we're seeing, we will then search for evidence to support that negativity. We get so locked in that we start looking for evidence to support that negativity. Um, and, and so why? So the reason is, is that our, our mind works on pattern recognition. And from right off from when we're born, we start to recognize and identify patterns uh, for survival. So as we're going through life, those patterns develop more and more and more. They're tested over and over and over again in our life. We become locked into behavior patterns, um, which also causes us to be locked into thinking patterns and observation patterns. So we're constantly observing our world. That causes us to think certain things, which evidently starts to control our emotions and then controls our behavior. So we get very, very programmed by the way society is behaving uh, on a regular basis. And we're inundated now because of social media, uh, the, the news media. Everywhere you go, there's some kind of media that is bombarding us Um, with some kind of information. So as this process continues to take place, we become more and more locked into the topics of the day uh, in a way where we're constantly looking for support evidence to verify what it is that we're actually uh, seeing. And, And in some way, it gives us some sense of control or certainty internally. And when we have that certainty, it gives us a false feeling of safety, so we we also have to realize that this fear, as we get older, really begins to play off of core wounds that are developed very early in our childhood. And one of the core wounds that that many many people have is uh, this idea that we're that we're not safe. Um, how could that possibly get developed? Well because very early on i think the the infant somehow realizes that if mom and dad disappear that it's going to die so it's always looking to make connection and communicate with the parents when a baby's born it doesn't have any language can't say i'm hungry i'm cold i'm hot i don't feel well it has to communicate through you know verbal sounds it has to communicate through facial facial gestures that you know that type of thing and mom and dad have to learn to read that child and discover what it is through pattern recognition that, uh, that the child needs in the moment. So, of course, there's times where we don't totally respond to what the child needs in a completely time, you know, timeless, ma- timeful manner. And when we don't do that, it is a suggestion that the pattern that the child is developing in order to get the parent's attention is not working. So if that continues to happen, it has to develop a different pattern. And it will continue to develop different patterns until it finds what works. Then the child feels safe because it gets some kind of a response, some kind of a reaction. So we're learned, we, we learn to pay attention to how people react based on how we actually move through the world. So it's tremendous pattern recognition with an underlying idea that these patterns are keeping us uh, feeling safe, they're keeping us feeling certain. So as we move into the adult world, what begins, to, what begins to expand that the child does not have this experience at all is the sheer amount of information that comes at individuals today. I mean, if you think even, even 100 years ago, um, the amount of information that the average individual was exposed to on a daily basis was relatively small. It was not overwhelming. Um, it did not, uh, it, some of it may had to do with life or death or struggle and those things, but the amount of things that appeared to be threats were were, were relatively uh, small compared to what we're exposed to today. And actually, the threats back in the day were probably even more real, but people found ways to actually deal with them. So it also had a healthy aspect to it, where it built their self-esteem, it built their skill set, they had knowledge of how to move through the world and how to better themselves in order to live a healthy, successful life in, in whatever way that they deemed that for themselves. But today... We're bombarded with so many things that suggest uncertain uncertainty. Like it's in the millions that we get hit with on a regular basis. Um, constant change, constant threats all over the world. Uh, in any given day, you know it's 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 nuts what you what you see on the news. So our mind, there's no way for our mind to process all of those all of those individual threats. So it has a tendency to filter what is the thing that's most important to us as a threat right now, and then it gloms onto that. And the, and the problem is that once we go into the availability bias and the confirmation bias, we're not actually seeing the truth. All we're seeing and confirming is what the media is actually telling us. So then that becomes our truth. And if that becomes our truth, and the news is is terrible, the, the amount of options that we have in our mind at that moment are very small because we're not in our rational mind. We're actually in the reactionary mind, and the reactionary mind is trying to find a way to make sense of what's going on. It's trying to find a way to source stability in our life um, and, and do something about it in a way where we don't have to feel so crazy about what's actually going on. So this, this goes back down to now— what i want to talk about is programming and experiences we have to ask ourselves fundamentally what am i what am i kind of predisposition to lean toward in my life uh, am I a proactive person, am I looking for what's right in the world, or has this, rea- this reactive uh, battery of force that we call the media that we've been exposed to for so long, has it conditioned me to constantly be wary, constantly be looking for what's wrong with things, constantly be on guard, feeling anxious, um, which one is it for ourselves? And, and the statistics are showing that more and more people are having major issues in their life because they can't control the anxiety uh, of what's actually going on. And it's not really to any fault of their own. There's really no place a person can go unless they shut off all sources of media and contact that they don't get this information coming to them. So we have to understand the power of the social reinforcement behind this to play off of whatever we're programmed to think and how we feel and what we believe around the world. And then we have to ask ourselves, what kind of experiences have verified either positive and success in my life or negatively negativity and, and fear and maybe failure in my life? Um, those, all of these things can be changed, but a person has to step into some part of consciousness where they start choosing outside of what they're experiencing for it to happen. And I don't think that we make a conscious choice to do that unless we really understand what's actually happening to us, that we're being highly manipulated by basically everything. When, whenever we step out of our, our, our bedroom in the morning— and we turn on any kind of uh, internet or the radio or the, or the television or whatever. It's all designed to manipulate you. It's designed to manipulate you to feel a certain way, to do a certain thing, to take action on something. Um, it, the, the world is constantly calling us for, to, to take action, to engage in some way based on what's going on. And the pressures to do so are extraordinarily high, probably higher than they've ever been in history right now. So if you consciously are aware of that, you also have to think to yourself, what do I really want to think? And what do I want to be involved in? And what do I want to deem important in my life? but if the only source of information that you have is coming from these negative sources, then the problem that we have is that we, we're not informed. We're, we're, there's a, we're not getting all the information that's actually out there without taking time to do some serious research around what is actually being said, and then where do you do the research? How can you trust the research? You have to do research on the research uh, to make sure that that's accurate, and it, it can really get nuts. So there's a couple of things that I want to recommend for people what they start to do. First of all, realize how much of the news that you're being exposed to is negative and how much it's actually causing you to react uh, in your life to your outside world. Realize that even though 90% of it is negative, that that does not mean that there's more negative in the world than positive. I mean, I've, I've seen people who really think the world's just absolutely coming to an end because the only viewpoint they have is what they see on the news. That the world it looks like it's coming, doing that. I mean, if you were to just to be dropped here and look at our media, you would think, "Oh my God, what hellhole did I fall into?" But it's not. It's a, it's it's all manipulated news. There is just as much good going on in the world, but you have to know where to look for it. If you if you Google positive news. Um, true news, that type of thing. There's a lot of information there, but I'm going to give you four that I have checked into that are pretty good. One's called Positive News, and you and you can just put these in Google, and the site comes up. Positive News. The next one is Good News Network, uh, The Optimist Daily, and The Happy News, and that's just four that pop up really quick. Like I said, that there's there's a lot more. Um, there's, there's things where you can curate your news so that you decide what it is that you're going to get, which you can see on a daily basis. And here's another thing. Go 90 days without watching the news, without taking any information from the news whatsoever. And I know when I say that, some people actually feel anxious thinking about that. That should t- tell you something right there. Here's the point behind it. If there's something really important that you need to pay attention to, that information will get to you. Um, I mean, unless you're living in a cave somewhere, I can guarantee you if something major is going on in the world that you really need to know about, it's really affecting your life, that information will get to you. Go 90 days without watching the news and then take 90 days and just take in positive news. And I would mark down every day of 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 the first 90 and the second 90, how you're actually feeling about yourself. Um, there's been many studies that show when a person does this, when they, when they do even as, as little as 30 days, that it lowers their blood pressure, that they lo- their anxiety comes down, they, they think more clear, it, they find themselves more happy in a cheerful, optimistic mood, um, they want to do more and participate more in things in their life that are actually positive. It's really weaning yourself off the addiction and believe me, it's a reactionary addiction that's going on in the brain because we're so programmed to see the negative in order for us to get off of it and actually work on learning to think the way that we need to think so that we can go through the world the way we actually want to go through it. Remember, remember this, though, because this is so very important. You have to learn to think in a world that thrives on getting you to react and react to its agenda. Make your own agenda. Think the way you want to think. Search out books, search out, you know, movie, anything that you can find that will give you a positive direction, a positive emotion, and a positive thought process in life. And that's not hiding on a, under a rock. It's, it's living more well-balanced and keeping yourself healthy. And we start keeping ourselves healthy by keeping, by keeping our thoughts healthy. Make it a great day. We'll see you on the next Successful Mind Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.